0: Welcome back to a really interesting midweek Bible study today out of uh, Mark chapter 10. We're going to start at verse 17. Um, Would you like to start reading and stop anywhere you want to if you have comments to make
1: Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me Good. No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me but he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions mm-hmm. the, the yeah where, where, where do you start, start with, <laughs> with, with with this one um, one interesting thing at the very beginning when he says um Good teacher, what shall I do that in my internal life and Jesus said to him, um, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is is God that teaching there always sounds backwards or upside down and different because God God is is what so what, what what is he saying that's that's for us to think about and consider and and to and to help us um, because this you know because that 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 is an interesting point because it looks as if he's saying no one is good and and I'm not um, and if that's the case where we're we trying where are we trying to go with this um, because we we realize the rule is there we realize that that he's moving on a trajectory with the Lord but we don't know how this thing is going to play out and so he he's learning it he's understanding it um, but Jesus is is the supreme teacher and so don't take it in the sense. That God is just another servant, or God is just one of the prophets. Uh, um, God is our authority; he, he is our Father in heaven, uh, and we look at Him for that, and we kind of we need that in order to anchor our lives on around it. That whatever happens, God is going to be God. You know, He's going to be God, and He's going to do what He says He's going to do, and uh, and and we are thankful for that. But as this, like this ruler. This young man that's moving through life—he's young ruler, so he's growing. Probably has resources that he hasn't learned responsibility for, nor sacrificed in the heat of the day to get. And so there's things about life that we're trying to get in this text.
0: Yes, okay. and I—I I love the fact that he runs up and falls on his knees before him. That is not what you do with rabbis. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you really respect rabbis absolutely, but falling down before him and then calling him good, I think Jesus is saying, "You say, do you realize what you're saying to me? Mm. You are acknowledging who I am here. What does that mean? Um, he even may be trying to pull him in and say go ahead and say it. Don't just get close. Say that I am the son of God. Um, but it also redefines the word good to me. You know, we often quote uh, the scripture all things work together for good for them who, and far too many of us, I think, mean read that as all things will work together to make you happy, or to make your life easy. What if, and I think this is torturing the text, Rick, so um, if you want to grab a hardback Bible and hit me in the face, you can do it, (laughs) because I don't think I'm using the text correctly, but it helps me to look at that verse and say, God is good. All things work together to make me more like my Father in heaven if I choose to let them, if I choose to let Him work in them. So all things work together to make me more like God not in power or righteousness but in behavior and character. So again, I think that's a torturous view but it helps me to work with the word good and as you know um, a lot of things in, in the world that are good for us don't taste good. You know, there are foods that are really good for us and they don't taste like chocolate. (laughs) Uh, And I remember once talking to my kids and I said, never confuse your chewable vitamin with the other. Because if you chew that one, it'll taste terrible. And they said, why? And I said, because it's good for you. (laughs) And sometimes what's good for you tastes terrible. But that said, Jesus loves this guy. And that's really important. Because it looks like Jesus is actually kind of messing with him if you read all of the three accounts of this story. Um, And by the way, in no account is he ever called the rich young ruler. You have to go to all three accounts and put it together. Uh, I like this guy too. Uh, You know the commandments, he says. Well, guy says, I've kept those. And, And by the way, I don't read verse 20 as him saying, I've been perfect. I don't, I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying, no, these have been my rules. This is what I follow. But Jesus, looking at him and loving him, knows that there's one thing in his way. Um, and if he can't get past that one thing, he, and the only way to, to reveal it to this young man is to once again hyperbole. Did Jesus ever command anyone else to sell everything they had? No. Exactly. So is that what he's doing to this young man? No, I think he's showing him that there's a big stumbling block in his way. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a minor thing, right? I learned how to play guitar. I taught myself how to play guitar and learned on a 12 string, not knowing you couldn't learn on 12 string. I did. And and very, very quickly, and I was invited to be part of a group and the group played, even got some radio time. It was really cool. And it broke up before these decisions needed to be made because we married and you know, I was always traveling across the world so I didn't stay long. Um, you know, Friendly, but life just got there. But we had sat and talked, well what do we do if a bar wants us? What do we do if... And I had to really wrestle with that. And I finally made an agreement with God that if my guitar was going to take me into a bad place I'm not saying all bars are bad places, all right? I know in many places, that's the only place to visit, the pub culture and the like. Uh, Drunkenness, always wrong. But I knew I had to draw some lines somewhere. And so I promised God that if ever it came down between, if that guitar ever got between me and God, I would break that guitar. I thank God he never put me to that test. (laughs) I never got good enough to be invited to the bad places. Uh, So I still have that guitar. But I know the feeling of, you got something and you really love it. And it's part of your life. And you think it's good. But it might get between you and God. Mm -hmm. Um, And the phrasing here. And I I believe your phrasing was correct. Was the same in yours. Correct. Who am I? I think it was the same in yours. In verse 22. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Uh, I am sure that there have been lottery mega winners who've done well, but I've never heard those stories. The stories I hear, it's dumped in your lap and all of a sudden the family's divided or you blow it. I did know a man. I knew him very, very well who won something like $30 million. And this was back in um, around the late 1990s. He was bankrupt in six months. He didn't know how to handle it. It handled him. My wife and I have talked about this a lot. We own a house, but in some ways the house owns us. Because if something breaks, we don't have an option. we got to fix it. If something's getting old, we got to restore it. I don't think there's anything wrong with owning a house. But when you own a house, it owns you back. And I think the same with other things. I've, I knew of um, a church... I was part of uh, for a while that the youth needed a place to meet and this was not one of those churches that had a youth center built on to it you know one one of those uh, and they approached this one elder of the church and he had to turn him down because his wife didn't want her carpet to get stains on it and I can remember in Scotland once we had this lady that lived several miles away that wanted to come to church and I'd go get her and the other minister got really mad at me he said I've worn out cars for the people like that they got to find their own way I'm going well why do you have a car unless it's to wear it out I was part of one church let me give a shout out here to the Rochester Church of Christ uh, just north of Detroit in Oakland County I was part of that church for nine years in fact Dave our executive minister and the tech guy who's recording this right now Uh, he was there, and he and I have known each other from there. They renewed their building at some great cost. But then they publicly declared that they wanted this new place, this new building to be worn out as quickly as possible. Every day I'd go in there, I never entered that building that it wasn't being used. Some civic group or school group, or uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, or any of that, those were used constantly in that room. And if there was carpet torn, a wall that got a ding in it, never heard a word. Never heard a word. I got to respect that. They didn't let the building get between them and serving people. But I also got to tell you, that's kind of rare, isn't it? So I'm looking at this and Jesus says how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Um, do you remember door knocking? Did you guys ever do door mm-hmm. knocking? You, we got a lot better response from the poor people, didn't we? Mm-hmm. The rich people don't seem to need him. Need him. Mm. Anything you want to say yeah. about all this? Because I'm just babbling here. Yeah.
1: The, um, at verse 19, you, you know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder God that's kind of like a retelling of, of part of the, uh, the Ten Commandments, you, you know, yes. that, that you pick them up. It's kind of retelling that. And so there's some sense here. is saying, okay, in me, you're going past that yeah. now. Uh, um, be, because you're, you're not getting all of them, but, but when you, I'm sure as we read it, it read, read this in your hearing, that most of you that were listening... Or, or watching us here realize that sounds familiar because you're picking up part of my, and he says, I've kept, I've kept this. And as you said, it's not saying I've been perfect at okay. it, but this is a part of his life. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is now introducing him, but there's more, but there's more to it. Mm-hmm. In other words, with me or coming in Christ, it's not just this, that that's a good foundation, but now it's a love for me and what it is you're going to do for other people through me. And, right. and um you know go go sell what you have in other words are you willing to take what you've been raised on put it on this side you know and and let me take you on the next part of this thing of faith in me what what faith means what it means to love your brother uh your neighbor uh um what what it means for justice you know, to you know, gender-wise, you know, uh, country-wise, people-wise, what what does that mean? What what does it mean to to look out for the the needs of of you know of of others? Okay. Uh, um, what what does it mean to acknowledge Christ you know as Savior, not just acknowledging him you know by gentle flexing of the knee or by doing that, but but how you how you live that out in in real life, in real. Terms Uh, um,
0: to get beyond the dos and don'ts and get into the B.
1: The yes, yeah, yeah, and and so this 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 door is moving open, which which then makes sense. He's saying, "Well, you you know what? I I have great great possession. Where are you trying to lead me a go?" Or having great possession means maybe he felt that that was enough because that's what the law was requiring. That's what Judaism was based on. The like Christ said, "This goes far. This was a national thing. This was for that. Now, obviously, He's not saying, well, forget about your, your parents and you know, and and just do whatever.' It's not that, uh, um, but it's the being, you know, as you, the, the the being of this thing of faith, you know, and allowing God to do it."
0: Well, the the Jewish people, and they're not alone in this. A lot of Christians too. They believed that if you were wealthy that was a sign that God had shown favor on you. And so he's actually also using a physical number to indicate how blessed by God he is. Um, For example, with Job, when Job lost his wealth, they assumed you then have sinned. Mm -hmm. You've lost the favor of God. So we often confuse blessings on earth with God's favor. Um, And you know, it's just one of those things you, you, you can't put a measuring stick on God's grace and you know, distill it to a bank account. You know, um, this guy lives in a really beautiful house. I live over here in an old trailer. Therefore, God loves them more. No, no. That's, uh, I, I wish it was because that would be really easy then to know where you were. <laughs> but that's not it. But there is a point here, and I really want str- to stress this in verse 23. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Now really get this. This is important people. He is not saying this young man is not saved. He's not saying he's bound for hell. He's not saying the gates of heaven are shut. The kingdom of heaven is not living somewhere on a cloud with a harp. The kingdom of heaven is now. To live the life that God wants us to live in Christ. And yes, there's a life beyond. Yes, there is a heaven waiting. But the kingdom is now. Whenever Jesus prays, let thy kingdom come, he doesn't mean that it's not here yet. He means like daily bread. Daily, let me remember I'm in the kingdom of heaven. And so it is hard for the rich because many, the more possessions you have, the more they possess you. Um, and we're going to go this next starting at verse 24 and forward, but I just want to help right now. A lot of things, you know, about the Bible aren't true. I remember one time my dad was doing a Bible study with a lady and he always wanted one of us along. So I'm sitting there as a young boy and the lady said, well, as the Bible says, make hay while the sun shines. And my dad kind of looked over at me and I looked over at him. And he said, where would that be? And she thought it was somewhere in Timothy. And we all agreed that'd be a good place for it. But no, it, it isn't. Uh, there are myths. Many of you have been told by preachers, Sunday schools and the like, like, that when the, um, the high priest went into the Holy of Holies, that they tied a rope to him so that if he died, they could pull him out. That story started in the 1200s. Never really occurred. The eye of the needle, I heard this all my life. Uh, How hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Again, Jesus uses hyperbole. That's over speaking for effect. You know, like I've told you a million times, right? They will say, well, there's this little gate and camels had to be down on their knees and they had to work their way. No, they weren't stupid. They didn't build gates. The camels had to get on the knees to get through. Well, what's the point of that? That was a medieval myth. Um, Think about it. How could a camel get through the eye of a needle? Well, I know of two ways. One, by the power of God. Two, kill the camel, grind it up, and spend the rest of your life getting it through there. Those are your two options. (laughs) Either great effort or turn it over to God. And so I just wanted to make sure you didn't spread that to your kids. There's so many things like that. (laughs) Like Eve didn't eat an apple. We don't know what she ate. Chances are it's a pomegranate. But then again, I don't know. Um, It's, we we just have to make this. I find more faith among poor people than I do rich people. I see more poor people pour themselves into God because they need Him. They don't have a fallback position. Um, God give us this day our daily bread is not a prayer pre- uh, prayed by rich people. Mm-hmm. Because we got bread. Yeah. We can go get bread. We can get more bread than we want. Um, I like it the Bible says that the common people heard Jesus gladly as well. Uh, the disciples by the way were just like me. They said well then, who can be saved? Mm-hmm. You know. But before we get into that, and I, and I'll let you, if you would, yeah. start at verse twenty-seven and read forward when you're ready. Uh, anything you want to yeah. say about that?
1: Well, the um, you know when, when Christ came, that's that's who he who he went to. Um,
0: yeah, went to the poor. Were, were the
1: poor, yeah. uh, and um, because that's where the hurt because they were being rained terror was being oh, yeah. rained down on them. Hell was being rained down on them, and so that's where he went. Now, because he went there, that that's not encompassing the thing of that's all of the ministry. Because when he went there, the word got out. Because the people that had money and resources, obviously the ones that were around him, some of them taking around him, started taking care of him and and made sure that he got that ministry. Um, you know, that was able to go. And, and that's, that's just a fact of life. They hear when you, when you don't have another plan. Matter of fact, when you don't have really a first plan, when you're in a situation where I, whatever I do could end my life or could cause this, you, you, there has to be some source outside of yourself, you know, that intervenes in this thing. And that's what, that's what you know, Christ came to do but but not just for uh a a house or a home or a better this or a better that but it's a better person and a better humanity um you know that brings everybody together on the road you know and and even as we're looking across the globe today where there are wars that are sparking off in different things now we're larger countries are starting to understand that just because we move across this planet like a behemoth <laughs> stepping out, we can't do that anymore. That that whatever it was when it was is that. But we can't do it because this is not it's not good for everybody and it's especially not good for us like we thought it was gonna be. And so it's uh it, it, it's important to understand it, and I think I brought this up before, but but um, if you have track what the uh, Catholic teaching, they they have a particular doctrine theology that's lined out with God's preferential option for the poor. That is there, and that's why if you if you visited their services or mass, you realize that it is heavily oriented yes. to doing the goodwill of God. It yeah, is yes, and, yeah. And then at in in early biblical times. In in a patron kind of relationship, the the people of wealth did things for those of poor, and in turn, pre-play for me because they really like today. We may believe prayer or not; they really believe that that prayer is going to change their situation, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and their circumstance. Okay, and and um, and just like in you know, as we look in developed countries, there are certain bad elements of people that have always done good things for certain parts of the church, and in turn say, will you bless me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because there's a sense of it, you know, and, and, and the blessing came. And so that, that's part of this, this whole thing that humanity is supposed to track together, and, and we lift each other up up together, you know.
0: I, I got to tell you, now, this, ha- this isn't on topic as much as I wish it was, Um. In the religion in which I was brought up, the denomination in which I was brought up, uh, in its history, it had some very well-storied preachers, very powerful ones. And again, I won't name because that's not the point. One of our most famous preachers back in the early 1900s, uh, was preaching to this you know, it was packed house every night. one man walked up to him, and here they are in the depression, and he's got the suit, the finery, the gold watch chain, everything else there and uh, he hands the preacher a hundred dollar bill now that today would be like what a couple thousand dollars I guess and preacher took it and he goes well, he held it out to him and he said preacher uh, will you take this money knowing I made it by being a bootlegger bootlegger means that they illegally made whiskey and sold whiskey when it was against the law to make it in America at that time and the preacher looked at it for a while And we know this from the preacher's autobiography. And he took it. And he said, I reckon the devil had it long enough. Let's see what God can do with this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love that story. I love that story. That guy came up with a lot of them. Um, But in verse 27, we find out how you got him through. Um, With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things were possible with God. So I told you there were the two options on how you get a camel through the eye of a needle. One's with God, the other's by killing it and grinding it up and spinning. No, Jesus settles that question, doesn't he? There's only one way I'm, I have eternal life, and that's through God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. That's it. Uh, because I know me pretty well, and I'm, I can't get to God. God's got to get to me, uh, and he has. That's about, He's come to you too. You may, you, say, you may say you never felt that. I don't feel it. I believe it. This isn't emotion-based to me. This is fact-based. Um, God has come. Advent. You know, I wish we had Christmas trees up all year round. No. <laughs> Not poinsettias, because those things shed like crazy, but the Christmas trees you know, I love. Um, we have just a, a few minutes. Would you like to read verses 28 through 31 so we can wrap this up and
1: then comment? Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, There is no one who has left house or brother or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospels. who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land. With persecution and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Probably the the, the end of it working backwards has sure. has really it's made people that that have earthly stuff think. Oh, I'm I'm not going to get it, so I might as well just do whatever I want to do and, and and think about it. And then those that are saying. I don't have anything, you know, um, and always live like they're a victim of everything that happens or make them a victim out of it. You know, I'm last that God is is going to ele- elevate this situation to the front. And neither one of them are absolutely it is those who feel like this world is theirs and move through this world like it is theirs. They are the ones that are farthest from the door as <coughs> Excuse me. As Jesus once stated, when they, I, I believe they were talking about a, you know, different scenarios of people, and he told one woman, at the thing was World war three She's, you are closer, you know, to to yes. the door of heaven than, you know than the rest of these priests or whoever that right. was around it that are hanging out at the door and I don't know what's going on. He said, "You are because of how you, you know, are and how you think," and um, and this is a testimony for people who have have gone through a lot, you know, a lot. And, and you know, they're, they're constantly climbing uphill to be better, to have what God wants for them to, to be that kind of person. But they've got a lot of baggage they were carrying, not because of just who they were, but because things that were happening to them that have happened to them. But they keep going. I said, you know, basically in our vernacular today, Christ says, I see you. I understand you. Don't. Think that you're there alone. You know, I'm out there with you. I'm moving through. But it's life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and unfortunately, it's life. If, if you raise a child to think that they are oblivious to the things that are going on in life, even if they're extremely wealthy, at some point in time, it's going to catch them um, because that can't cover them. But Christ says, I can mm-hmm. and I will. And, and so that's that. That's the thing where Christ wants us to look to him but it means that we're constantly putting ourselves down. Well, not down. No, I said that wrong. We're constantly making sure that we acknowledge our real self, where we are, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to be about.
0: I think it's it's well phrased. I think we can just leave it there. (coughs) We always cough and sneeze. It's it's part of living in Tennessee, but we are so glad that you're with us. And I'll just on Christmas Day, the Monday morning message, uh, you know, a few weeks back, you can find it easy, uh, was, on, was a very short message called The Jesus Effect, and I see it here. I had to, you know, I had family that didn't approve of me being free in Christ, and has said so loudly, publicly, email, everything else. I've had to leave other places because of it, but I have received more friends, more family, more fields. I mean, I've I got to meet you. Uh, We met long ago in Toledo, but then renew this relationship. So now I I have Rick, my brother. I've got Dave, my brother. I've got sisters all over the place. A lot of you chime in on this every week. And it means so much when you do. It really does. And whenever you subscribe and share, it means so much. God, sometimes following God, you're going to lose some people and some things. But he will bless you now, and he will bless you later the Jesus effect. All right. Thank you, brother. We're gonna, we will get out of chapter 10 eventually, but chapter 10 is just a rich place to be. So God bless you, and we will see you next week.